guys ready to hear from God tonight? Enough shenanigans. We're here. You guys look good. You look good. You got big smiles on under those fancy masks of yours. There's something about being in person, guys. There's something about being in person that just makes me excited. I leave every alive service just happy, filled up, just ready to take on the rest of the week. I'm thankful that you're here. I'm thankful that you braved the heat. I'm thankful that you braved the air quality. I'm thankful that you braved the schoolwork. I'm thankful that you braved it all to be here. And I just, I really think, you know, there's something significant about coming together. You can listen to a message on podcasts. You can watch it on YouTube. But there's just something so special about a gathering, right? We're here. And there's just, there's just a shift that takes place. And so if you're taking notes, I'm going to be continuing on in the series Ground Up, Ground Up, because we are in a brand new season of not only alive, but just life in general, right? It's great to see you guys. I've missed all of your faces. Gosh, it just fills my heart to be here on Wednesday nights. And shout out to our Zoom fam. You're here. You're here with us too. I believe that God wants to do something new in our lives. We're in a brand new season, and I think the more that we compare this season to the seasons that we've come through and walked through, the more frustrated we're going to get, the more discouraged we're going to get, but I believe that God wants to do something brand new, and that's what this series is all about. It's called Ground Up because we're literally building it from the ground up, fresh start. That's what it's all about because God wants to do something new in you. Do you believe that? That was pretty good. That was pretty good. I'm not even going to ask you to do it again. We're going to move forward with that one. I like it. I'll take it. Uh, the title of the talk tonight, just in case you're taking notes, is Do Work. Turn to anybody around you and just say, Do Work. Do Work. Do Work. You got to say it like that, though. You got to say it with a little, a little sass. Do Work. Do Work. I'm going to read the core scripture in Isaiah chapter 43. This is our core scripture of the series. It says, I am the Lord in verse 16, who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. Dang! But forget all that. Say, forget about it. Forget all of that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Do you receive that tonight? It's nothing compared. I mean, this is God just reminding. I think it's important for us to pause and think about all that God's done, right? It's a good thing to think about what God's done in our lives and in our hearts and in this ministry and in our church. But I think it's so important for us to look at what God is doing right now. Could it be that we're missing out on what God wants to do right now because we're too focused on what God already did? See, if our hands are consumed with what was, we won't be able to embrace what is and what is going to be. Because that's what God is saying. It's nothing compared to what I am going to do, for I'm about to do something new. I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. So in this series, we've talked about planning, right? The whole coin with that is if you fail to plan, you? Yes, gold star. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. That was a pretty cool message. If you didn't get that one live, it's on podcast. Uh, We also talked about getting tools. Last week, we talked about getting prepared, preparation, right? Planning, preparation. And now what I want to talk about is foundation, right? We've gathered our tools. We've decided that we're here. We believe God can do something new. 
And so now the first step in, in building anything is you want to find the solidity of your foundation. You want to find out how strong your foundation is. It doesn't matter how strong your walls are if your foundation is built on, if your foundation isn't strong. There's a scripture that Jesus is addressing this. And guys, this is a challenging message. It was challenging me so much when I was writing it. And I was telling the team earlier, I feel like when it's hot outside, like if it's over 85 degrees, that the messages should be gentle and very like soothing. Uh, I don't know if this message is really soothing, but it's pretty challenging. But I think if you can grasp it and you can own it, I think it can be something that really does cause growth and health in your life. So with that said, little disclaimer, I'm going to read a passage of scripture you might have read before or heard before, but I'm going to pitch it in a little different way tonight. So Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 says, anybody who listens, everybody say listens. Anybody who listens to my teaching and follows, everybody say follows, is wise. It's like a person who builds a house on solid rock. My mind just flashed back to all the VBS songs. Like, I will build my life on solid rock. I don't even know that's a song. My mind just went to song. There's a song, right? Like solid rock. Do you remember it? What is it? How does it go? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I don't know. It's there. It's there, and there's, like, the VBS songs about building your life on the solid rock. Yeah, like, it's just my mind is flashing back at all of these things. Help me, Jesus. Though the rain comes, it doesn't say if. It says though. This is something to look forward to. Though the rain comes in torrents, and the floodwaters rise, and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse. Why? Because it's built on bedrock. Solid rock. But anybody who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and the floods come, the winds beat against that house, and it will collapse with a mighty crash. Just a show of hands. I said, shush. <laughs> Just. <laughs> I slur my words all the time, guys. It doesn't help that it's hot. Shush. <laughs> With a show of hands, how many of you guys have heard that scripture before? Heard any, like, teaching on it before? Like, building on solid rock, building on sand. This is a common thing that's been taught. I've probably taught from it before. But the Lord was showing me something different in it. And I, I think it's going to be challenging to you. The key to foundation, are you ready? Show of hands, who wants a strong foundation in life? By the look of it, we all do. Except for Jordan. He changed his mind last minute. There we go. <laughs> we, all, we all want a solid foundation because we can all agree that we go through challenging times, right? Right. You might be in one right now. Your family might be going through financial challenges. You might be going through emotional challenges. You might be going through mental challenges yourself. I mean, like, this has been one of the most challenging and stretching seasons that I personally have been through in my lifetime and that's 30 years of life. Crazy. Half of 60. It's weird. I think that foundation is super important because the strength of your foundation determines whether or not you will be standing at the other side of the storm. Storms come for everybody. You can all agree on that. I mean, we've all been through a storm, metaphorically and physically in life, have we not? We've all been through it. I mean, I know that rain and stuff like that is far from our memories right now because all we can feel is this weather. But it's a reality. 
And I can guarantee that come a couple months from now, we're going to be all experiencing rain again. It's not if rain's going to come, it's when the rain comes. And I think when the rain comes, metaphorically or physically, your foundation is everything. You guys remember on the news when we were seeing all the like landslides and stuff like that? And that was really sad. The strength of your foundation is so very important. So I think you guys want to know the key, the key to foundation. Are you ready for it? The key to foundation is listening. Everybody say listen. And doing. Everybody say doing. So the key to foundation is listening, but not only listening, doing. I think that a lot of us are really good at listening. The Lord was really challenging me when I was studying this message. I think I get pretty good at listening, especially in this season. Because if I think about doing, that's just kind of exhausting. Actually putting effort behind things, that's really hard. I think that doing is key to foundation. See, when you're making concrete, Ray, maybe you would know this, but it's like a mixture of things, right, that go into the concrete. And if you're missing one of those ingredients, it won't be as strong, right? So it is with foundation. I feel like a lot of us have built our foundation on just listening. Because I think going to church is great. I think the fact that you're here is awesome. I think listening to the Word, great. I think that's awesome. Reading the Word, that's awesome too. But are we actually doing what the Word is telling us to do? That's what creates strong foundation. Maybe we're good at listening, right? Like, I think that it's fantastic to listen. But Jesus is saying listening and doing, that's the key to a solid foundation. Maybe you feel like the rains are coming. Maybe you feel like the pressure is on you and you feel like your foundation isn't strong. Maybe your foundation is just built on listening, Maybe since quarantine started, you haven't had that desire to really do anything or go anywhere or like, I'm I'm saying spiritually, like praying for someone, going out, like taking that step in your relationship with the Lord, like actually doing. Listening is great. Going to church is great. But if it stops there, our foundation won't be strong. I'm going to clarify. This message is not about salvation. Salvation, just in case you don't know, it's a fancy Christian word that means to be saved. Saved from what, you may ask? Saved from the consequences of sin, (laughs) the result of sin. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death, separation from a God. That's, That's what sin does. We get right standing and forgiveness from our sins, not based upon anything that we do, but all based upon what Jesus did. On the cross, paid the price for our sins, past, present, future. Jasmine preached an awesome message about freedom. If you missed that, or if you're not in junior high, I encourage you to watch that, YouTube, Instagram, TV, whatever you got to do. But that's, that's not what this message is about. See, because when we get saved by faith and faith alone, it takes us actually doing work to build that foundation. For a lot of us, maybe we've just stopped at salvation. Maybe being saved is good enough. But I'm going to tell you something. When the winds come, when the rain comes, you want to be standing on a strong foundation, and that strong foundation comes not only from listening to God, but doing what God tells us to do. I don't know if you said amen. I don't know if I'm just... We don't live in a society that's 
quick to do things anymore. I don't like doing things. I know if, <laughs> if I'm being honest, I mean, if I could just buy things online and not go to a store ever again, I think I would do that. I think that it's so important for us to actually go and do. Um, y'all don't even know about Blockbuster. Did you guys, have you guys ever been to a Blockbuster before? All right, sweet. I'm not like that far disconnected. Um, Blockbuster, just in case you're like, what's that? It's a place where they actually sold or rented out movies. This is before the day of streaming. One of the most frustrating things about the renting process was when you got a VHS and you were super pumped to watch this video and you pop it in the VHS player and it's at the end of the movie because the person before you didn't rewind it. It's the worst. Those are the type of people that cut you off while you're driving and don't signal. Yeah, those are all... Okay, I'm going to stop while I'm ahead. All right, sweet. <laughs> the people that didn't rewind the videos, Lord bless them. And Lord keep them. May your face shineth upon them. <laughs> but we forget about work. We forget about work. God is calling us to not only listen, but to do. James chapter 2, verse 14 says, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? I'll read that again. What good is it, brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith? I mean, a lot of us here, we say we have faith, right? Say we have faith. I believe in God. I believe that he gave his life for me. Believe that he rose again. But don't show it by your actions. Can that kind of faith save anyone? Have you ever stopped to think that maybe your faith in God could be the thing that just leads someone else to Jesus? Crazy. I think that we who have our faith in Jesus right now more than ever need to be bold about what it is we believe and what we stand on. And the love of Christ. So important right now, guys. What good is it to have faith but not show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say goodbye and have a good day, stay warm, eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. This is what the Bible says, guys. You see what I'm saying, though? This is more of like a nice, cool weather message, you know, a little challenging, not like a hot weather message, because I'm like, okay, I don't know if I'm sweating because of what the Bible says or because I'm actually really hot. Faith by itself is not enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Faith alone, that pays the price of your sin. But faith by itself isn't enough. We have to let our faith in God drive us to take steps forward. We have to allow our faith in God, in Christ, to propel us to take steps deeper in our relationships with the Lord. Because if it's just listening, if it's just receiving, we're just going to become overly saturated, spongy Christians. Whenever I do dishes, I think it's important to like soak up the water with the sponge, but then you got to squeeze it out. Because if you just let the water, it's going to be all soggy and nasty, and it's not going to get anything done. It's a process. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta squeeze it out. I think it's something we have to do. Also, we gotta squeeze it out. Turn to anybody around you and say, "Squeeze it, squeeze it out." Some people have faith; others have good deeds. That's what someone may argue. The Bible is saying, 
But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? Woo! I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. <laughs> Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Tell me what you really think, James. Here we go. Here's a point for you guys. Our actions show our faith. Our actions show our faith. It says anybody who listens and follows. Anybody who listens and follows. Okay? Mark chapter 5, and this is a story that I'm going to draw it to a conclusion with. It's a story that a lot of you will be familiar with. It's a story of a woman that has an issue of blood. She has had this issue of blood for years of her life, gone to numerous doctors. None of these doctors have been able to help her. She's been suffering with this. She heard about Jesus. She believed that Jesus could heal her. And so she goes out, even though she shouldn't have gone out, because if, you're, if you have a flow of blood in your body, that means that you're ceremonially unclean. And so in that context, you shouldn't have been in contact with people. So she gets in, in this crowd of people. She pushes her way to Jesus, heard the story. She reaches out, touches his, his robe, and that robe, she instantly healed. Crazy. But there's a point of this story that I feel like we can apply to this that I think is so important that I haven't seen before. So Mark chapter 5, verse 25, you're going to be hearing some cajon tapping going on in the distance, but I encourage you to just stay locked in. We're going to drop this plane down in seven minutes. We'll be done. I really want you to hear this. Okay, Mark chapter 5, verse 25, it says, A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal for many doctors, and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. Have you ever felt like that? You ever felt like you've been struggling with something? Keep in mind that this woman, it was an internal bleeding that was happening. It wasn't like she was gushing blood out everywhere all the time. That's not the case. It was an internal bleeding that was going on. Maybe a lot of us were bleeding out internally. Maybe people look at us and they would never even know that something's wrong. God wants to heal you of that tonight. One touch of Jesus can change a life forever. See, people wouldn't have even known that she was struggling with anything. I feel like a lot of us here tonight are struggling with things, and we don't even, <laughs> the people around us wouldn't even know. We don't even need to worry about doing fake smiles anymore. We have masks on. We can mask it so easily, like literally. We can mask it literally. The context of this story is surprisingly accurate to what we can go through today. No cure. She went to a lot of other things to try and fix, to try and heal. But not only did it not work, but it just kept getting worse. So check this out. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd, touched his robe, for she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. I love, I love that, just immediately. Love that word. Immediately, the bleeding stopped, and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. So here's the progression, and this is the part that I had never thought of before. 
There's four parts to her progression that I feel like we can all agree with, that we can all relate with. The first part is that she hurt. You can write that down if you want. I mean, if you're feeling very extracurricular tonight, you, that's a school word, don't use that. If you're feeling extra motivated, yeah, let's say that. She hurt. She heard about Jesus, right? She heard about Jesus, that this guy could actually heal her of what she was going through. She thought to herself, if I can actually get there, I believe he could heal me. And then she touched. And that resulted in her being healed. But check out the progression. She hurt, she heard, she thought, and she touched. She hurt, she heard, she thought, and she touched. How crazy is it to think that it started with the thought? That thought propelled her faith forward. And I just want to encourage you guys, like, how is your thought life? She thought, if only I could reach Jesus, then I'll be healed. She had this thought, and that drove her to what? To action. So she hurt. We've all been there. She heard about Jesus. It's what you're doing right now. You're hearing about the good news, about how Jesus can heal you. She thought, and so maybe you're thinking right now, hmm, that sounds great and all. But then what did she do next? She touched. She hurt. She heard about Jesus. She thought, and after that thought, it propelled her forward to actually take steps and to go after Jesus. You see, the faith alone was her thought, her belief. But that wasn't enough. That drove her forward to reach out to Jesus, and that's what brought about a miracle in her life. Man, how crazy is it? Faith alone isn't enough. The Bible is teaching us tonight that it must produce good works. It must produce steps forward. And here's the thing. If you're discouraged tonight because you feel like I need to go and do and do and do, and that'll make me better. That'll make me stronger. It doesn't work like that. When you're filled up with Christ's love, that propels you forward. If we just go and do work just to do work, then we're just doing work just to do it, and it's not sustainable. The only sustainable work is when it's founded and fueled by God's love. When you are so in love, it propels you forward. You ever had that crush on somebody? Don't look around. Don't look around. Don't even nod your heads. But none of you will relate with this, but I'm just hypothetically saying, you have like that crush on somebody, right? Like when I met Karen, I was like, wow, she's great. It propelled me. It propelled me forward. And you guys know our story. I mean, we got introduced on a blind date, and she was in the country for like five more days. And I went out of my way to spend as much time with her as possible because I was propelled forward by love. If we're propelled forward by love, you can just keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. It's like the Energizer Bunny. Is that still a thing? The Energizer Bunny? That's still a thing, right? I mean, Ray, we know. Is that a thing? The energizer button? When you're filled up with God's love, you just can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. That propels you forward. I want to give us an opportunity to move forward. You know, it's easy to say a message about this and to just pray and feel inspired and then move on and then not know what to do. I want to give you guys a very practical way that you can move forward. The thing that Ray and Sudi were talking about earlier, Rooted, I just want to give a quick plug for that. 
this is your guys' opportunity to take a step forward. Rooted is six weeks long. It goes through a booklet that teaches you who God is, who you are, what the Bible says about very foundational things. There's a prayer experience in there that we do together. There's a serving experience that we do together. But what it does is it draws us together, and it's actually taking steps forward together where we're actually growing together, and there's something that shifts in our hearts. And so I want to encourage you guys. I mean, this is different than any small group we have ever done. Rooted is an amazing, amazing, not only time, but it's an experience, guys. It's an experience. You get to experience it. And here's the thing. Rooted, it does cost $15 to get the booklets and anything like that. But I've noticed that the best things in life, it costs something. If I just come and get free handouts all the time, it's not going to mean anything to me. But if I got to pay for it myself or I got to do some work for it, it actually makes meaning to it. I think that's a great point to hold on to, too. If our relationship with God is just give me, give me, give me free handouts all the time, it won't mean anything to you. And I'm going to tell you guys something. In the world that we're living in today with how divided people are, it is so important that you know what you believe and why you believe it. That gets solidified when you go and do things, when you, when you actually put into action. It's crazy, right? It actually means something to you. If it costs you, it'll actually mean something. Man, I wasn't even planning on saying that. Thanks, Jesus. If it costs you something, then it actually means something to you. That's how much you and I mean to Jesus, guys. It cost him his life. It cost him everything. He died a gruesome death, y'all, for us. That's how much we mean to him. I mean, getting free stuff is cool. But if you actually save up money and pay for something, (laughs) that's going to mean so much more to you. And so it is true with our relationships with God. What is $15 if you can experience something that will change your life? And so what I want to do is I want to pray us out, and that will be the conclusion of our time But uh, I'm going to ask that if you're a leader here and alive, would you stand to your feet right now? I'm not going to make you guys uncomfortable. Don't worry. We're not doing that. Um, But what I want you guys to, (laughs) Eli, you can stand up too. You're a leader too. Go ahead. Go ahead, Eli. Stand on up. Um, If you guys look around, these will be the leaders that are heading up rooted in a couple of weeks, okay? I'm going to pray for us. And then what I want you to do, is if that's something that's on your heart to do, you want to take that step forward, you want to experience that, I just want you to give your name and number to any one of the leaders. That's it. I mean, because the signups, those are going to be on the app and blah, 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 details this, details that. But I know that a lot of you wouldn't have $15 with you tonight anyways. And we want to help you with that. Because here's the thing. If you're like, guys, I literally have no money, but I still want to do it. We will help you. But I really want it to cost you something. I really want it to cost you something. And here's the thing. There's going to be the excuses that come up like, oh, I don't have time. I don't have this. I don't have that. But here's the truth. We make time for the things that are priority in our lives. If I say that Karen's a priority to me, but I never spend time with her, is she really? Sorry, babe. Uh, Busy with work. Uh, Well, what that means is that Work is just a higher priority to me than she is. And that's not right. But here's the thing. If something or someone is a priority to you, you will make it happen. 
So if this is a priority to you, I challenge you guys, like, don't leave here tonight without giving your information to a leader. Sign, get signed up. I mean, this isn't the official, like, I'm signing away my blood tonight, like, to do rooted. Don't worry. Um, but I really hope that this message challenges you to want to take steps forward. Because remember, not only listening, but doing. That is the equation for a healthy foundation. And I want you guys to have a healthy foundation for when the storms of life come. Amen? I want to pray for you. Lord, thank you so much for this word. Thank you so much that we are able to be here with you tonight. God, I thank you so much for my alive family. Thank you that we're all able to gather tonight, Lord. And thanks for cooling it down. That was really cool. And God, I want to pray for anybody here that's, tonight, that's here tonight or listening to this at another day that's struggling with foundation. God, I pray that if they're going through a storm of life, if they're struggling with any type of rain or downfall, and maybe their house has been built on sand, but God, I pray starting tonight, would you strengthen their foundation? God, would it start with a step? Would it start with a step? Pray that all in your name, Jesus, you're amazing. Amen. Amen.